When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Jimmy, I gotta take a dump. What? No. I mean, I need a dumpster. (sighs) Well, for all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental. Long Island, New York, 631-900-DUMP. Hi, it's Josh from Under the Table Hot Sauce. I'm here with my friend, the star of the show, Jimmy Farrow. What's up, JB? Nah, nothing been a hot summer and for all your barbecue needs you can go to underthetablehotsauce.com 13 unique flavors to choose from created and bottled in a long island kitchen underthetablehotsauce.com let's go chow jb let's do it all the flavor twice the burn
everybody good? Can you hear me? Good morning. It's Sunday, the 16th of January. Can somebody just let me know if they can hear this? If anybody's even watching? Nothing like starting off Sunday the right way. Okay, well. Um, anyways, getting back from the gym and uh, hmm. ah. all my toys. Um, so yes, uh, I think this is my fourth version of this. Um, I'm, I think I'm killing two birds with one stone here. Uh, I wanted to do this because when I started my therapy, one of the, the big things that I used to do was I would drive from Las Vegas to Los Angeles and I would do these live videos as I was driving. And that's how all this started over two years ago. And I, it was a cool thing for me because I can just be me. And I really wasn't doing it to be popular or gain fans or gain followers and views and all that. Doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, I, I was watching or reading on how people in social media are so concerned about this person has, because of business, um, I see it. You know, how many followers do you have? How many viewers do you have? I would rather have one person that together we grow or I affect somebody in a positive way than have a million viewers. You know what I mean? Um, if that's why people do these things, okay. Um, sometimes I study Instagram and I check what's going on in the world and I get it. Uh, it looks pretty cool. I'm not one of the beautiful people and I don't really want to be. So whatever. Um, and here, here's something that, that really irks the fuck out of me. And I'm going to call this person out right now. So, Rafael, lo tienes que dejar decirme lo que tengo que hacer. No me digas, habla en español. Tienes que poner atención en los horarios. Hay programas en español y programas en inglés. Acaba de terminar el programa en español. Entonces, perdón, pero este programa es en inglés. I don't like when people don't follow instructions. So I put my Instagram up here, Vampiro Voodoo. If you follow me on Instagram or if you want more up-to-date information, uh, I don't think you'll be able to see it. But I need to explain, and then I'm going to answer these questions because I send this show. I, I'm supposed to put this up on YouTube, but I think that's going to stop. This might be the last one, actually. I'm not into it. I'm not feeling it. So I don't know what's going to happen. And there's a reason, and I'll get to that. But on my page, I'm not sure if you can see that because of the sun. Yeah. Underneath my name, you can kind of, there, where you see it says Smart Bio. If you click on the Smart Bio, you go to this page and it leads you to everything that I do. Um, it goes to the radio show, all the videos, everything is, it's organized there a lot better. And if you see that little arrow, 
right above my head. And this one, that little arrow. If you press that little arrow, it takes you to something that says series. And click series. That's all the the videos that I do and I have organized. So I'm really focusing on that. And I wanted to talk about that because I get a lot of questions from you. And uh, that's the reason that I, I, I do that. So anyways, uh, this program, I've got some of my homies up there in, in New York that have a very successful online um, video platform. And it's their YouTube page is Monty and the Pharaoh. And they have a lot of wrestlers on there. And uh, they offered a space for me Sunday nights. That's what this is. But I'm, I'm, I don't like doing things just to do them. If no one's growing out of it or there's nothing coming of it, I lose interest pretty quick. And um, because it's part of my mental health, I just, I just, I want to make sure it's working. So I will continue somehow. But right now at this second, uh, I'm not really feeling it because I don't feel I'm giving anything of benefit. And I understand that the English speaking public has no reason to follow me. I had a long career in pro wrestling and the people who watch this in the United States in English remember me from something I did 20 years ago. Now I was in the United States in WCW for two years. That's it. But I've spent 40 years in Latin America. So that's why the majority of my work is in Spanish. But I truly believe that there is a following I can see. 99% uh, of the people who listen to the radio show on radiovampiro.com are English speaking people. But I'm going in a whole different route. So I'll I'll do this, but I want to I'm going to do it this way because um, I have a lot of people that ask me to do the live stuff again, where they can interact more, where I can give a little bit more detailed information about my projects. That if anybody even gives a fuck, without bothering anybody. Um, one of the things that I've I, I enjoy the most out of my weekends is I don't have to do anything. <laughs> I spent 43 years of my life on tour, nonstop, either playing in a band or pro wrestling. I've toured the world over 60 times. Um, I was constantly beat up and constantly in pain. Um, and now I have my life semi-organized that I have my times the way I want. And I love it. And like... Um, my, my life is kind of cool. I belong to three or four different gyms depending on my mood or depending on my pain or depending on the time. Um, I go to different gyms. I belong to one that's 24 hours and I, I just came back from that one. Then I belong to another one that's in a shopping mall because that's where all the beautiful people go and it's good to be seen and networking and all that. And it's a badass fucking gym. But then I belong to my boy, Scott. My friend Scott has a Gold's Gym down here, but it's probably one of the greatest combat gyms that I've ever been in. There ain't 
that, that motherfucker is not missing anything as far as um, MMA, jiu-jitsu, boxing, kickboxing. I mean, he's been in the game for a long time, training pro boxers, you know, and uh, I still like to get in the ring and fight. So I go there and train and I, I, I suck so much and my injuries are killing me. But because of this new eating plan that I've committed to, yeah, I'm into the veganism and plant-based eating. Um, actually, yesterday I put on Instagram, I put a picture of my fridge on the inside. It's so organized and all the vegetables are in order and it's clean. And it was kind of cool because yesterday I was the first time I tried the um, the fuck is it called? Beyond Burger, the plant-based, the, and uh, I'm telling you now, there's not a lot of shit that rocks me, that surprises the fuck out of me. And I take so many supplements because of my Alzheimer's, right? Like I take the pre-workout stuff. I, I drink a lot of coffee, uh, not because I, I, I like it, but because it, is the thing that makes me focus. There's a tons of medicines and there's tons of protocols, um, but I'm so stimulated that I don't really have an appetite. But I will tell you that the fasting program that I'm on is probably the greatest thing that I've ever done in my life. I'm alert. I sleep four to five hours a night. It's not enough, but it's more than enough. I wake up with more energy than I've ever had. And I'm my brain is kind of I can, you know, that's like when you start a car and you can kind of hear the engine is just about to go and it, mm, I feel like that, like I'm, it's almost starting. And I, that's a big thing for me because for a long time, it was, it was very impossible to just live. And since I started fasting and I'm, I'm drinking the golden milk three times a day, uh, the inflammation in my shoulders, my neck and my, my brain have gone down tremendously and I, I just feel more alive. So I'm speaking with a major TV channel here on Tuesday where I used to do my paranormal show. And um, where I, they want to do work with me because, uh, oh, Dave, how does your golden milk go with coffee? Fuck. Can't drink them together, dude. It tastes like shit. Uh, but I, this is how fucked up I am. I'll, I'll get, <laughs> uh, I get a monster energy drink and I take my pre workout powder that's like fucking evil in itself and I put it in my monster and I drink that. I almost have a heart attack every time I go to the gym. My fucking heart's like beat it. But again, I've never, I'm not, look, what I do is, not healthy, so don't do what I do when I do those crazy things. You got to remember where I come from. Pro wrestlers, we're, we're, we're kind of fucking mental, and we do stupid things, and that's one of them. But it's what I need to be able to be a rock star. That's just it. Don't do what I do. I talk about it because I, I can't believe I do that shit. But anyways, um, yeah, yeah, I did it yesterday. I went to the gym, and I, I put that fucking powder uh in the in the monster and i drank it and by the time i got to the gym i, I swear to god i i was shaking and and I, I i my fucking heart was like a drum solo and uh it's awesome <laughs> and i i have to 
I, I do that and it really helps my creativity and it helps me be alive and awake and all that. And then I, at nighttime I have, uh, that's for marijuana flour, that's wax and that's oil. So I, I have my, um, I have my system and it works. I'm always happy. And, uh, I'm into the wax. Damn. I can't, can you see that? Fuck. So I re I'm a big component, uh, um, proponent of, of marijuana and psychedelics for spirituality and, and, and just nutrition and health and all the benefits that come with it. A lot of people don't agree with that, but I don't really care because it works for me. So in saying that, uh, the, the fasting is, is made such a difference for me. So when I went to the TV network and I started talking about my philosophy behind nutrition, how I believe that food is the most important medicine and the most important drug ever, uh, and I'm living proof of it, uh, we're get, we're, I'm convinced them no more paranormal shit, no more fucking sports-oriented bullshit. Let's get in the kitchen and teach people how to fix themselves and combine the spirituality, the the veganism, and the the techniques of cooking. So there's three things there, and uh, yeah. So I'm hoping that they 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 take uh, they give me an opportunity, and let's see let's see if I can get that going. The other thing is um, the radio show. The radio show is in Spanish. It's on FEM Network in, in Latin America. It's fucking kicking ass. Radiovampiro.com is my personal webpage with my personal radio station. I can put a million things on there. That actually, if you ever go to Radiovampiro.com and you listen to it when I'm not live on the air, I got a playlist that's, that's badass music and it's just constantly playing. And then when I come on air, on the page, there should be a schedule. I'm learning how to use this web page thing. It's too hard for me. I don't get it. I get frustrated and I want to fucking break my computer, but I'm getting there. Now, today, I'm going to try to put meditations up there at night. Um, I won't be speaking, but I'm going to be stealing stuff from different sources and putting it on my radio station. So every night, I'm going to put 10 hours of meditation music that you just put on when you sleep and it does the work in your subconscious. It's a big fucking deal. Um, I don't know where you are in the world, but I'm going to have it up there. Um, why? Just because uh, I, I, I want to. And each one is geared towards protection and getting negative energy out of your system. So I think like for week one it's going to be a, a detox and then week two it'll be another type of meditation so those are going to be up there as of, like finishing this interview interview this recording that's going to be up there so radiovampiro.com uh, is the the station if you go to instagram and you go on smart bio and you press click It'll take you to the links and you just press that and it goes. Now, the radio station is based out of England. So I got to wait for those motherfuckers to wake up because we're in a different time zone. There's going to be apps available, an actual app for your iPhone or your Android phone 
that's going to be totally interactive and totally bad fucking ass. But they're finishing building that. So by the end of January, those will be available. And that will be on iTunes or wherever Android has their store. And you can download it. It'll be free. And that'll have all my podcasts. And it'll have the radio. It'll have everything. It's pretty dope. So that's coming. Um, there's going to be a lot of interviews now. My, my, my radio life has got to where I want it to be. This is what I dreamed about doing since I was a kid. And uh, now that I have it, we've expanded. I have my radio station, RadioVampiro.com. But one of the biggest rock and roll underground radio platforms, it's internet-based, but it's fucking huge. They got 15 million subscribers in Mexico City. My show is on that station. That's where I started, actually. But now um, we, so now I've got all of this part of the country on FM. Then I have all of the state of Mexico, which also is global because it's on the internet as well. And I have RadioVampiro.com. That's pretty fucking intense. So if you're looking for motivation, I mean, two years ago, I was in a wheelchair and about to die in 360 pounds. Now I'm 198 pounds and I'm fucking schooling it. And I'm about to do three TV shows that I'm producing and writing. I'm going to go on tour with my band. I got my first, um, I'm a professional speaker. So I've, I've been doing, I did that for years and then I had to stop because I got sick, but now I got my first, um, speaking engagement in February here in Mexico at a university. And I can't wait. And the tequila is coming out. The beer is coming out. And because of the beer, um, they call them activations. So what's going to happen is if there's a nightclub that wants me to go. And so instead of just going and hanging out like I used to do, um, I'm before I start playing with my band, I need to really put it into the people's head that I'm not the wrestler guy. Uh, I'm So being a live DJ, I'm going to be doing a DJ set. Pretty much the same music that I do on the radio, but just, you know, it's a cooler experience because you're going to be drinking. Um, so the nightclub takes the products and I go and promote the products and then I do my show. So it's, it's pretty cool. What's going on. A lot of work, a lot of work, a lot of swing, a lot of hit and miss, especially with COVID and all that kind of stuff. But because the character Vampiro is so strong down here in Mexico, it's, it's opening those doors and I'm a fucking rock and roller, brother. I'm telling you live, there's not a lot of people who can touch me. That was the fame of Vampiro and wrestling. It had nothing to do with wrestling. Fuck, you know, I'm not, I was never a good wrestler, but I would fight you to fucking death and I would rock the house as a musician. It's 10 times more energy. So that's what's going on. So those are some updates. Um, anyways, I see a lot of you here. Good morning to everyone. Uh, I got the OGs here. I see Dave, Angela, Sheena. She's gaining her stripes. Des. A lot of people. I recognize almost all your names. Very cool. Okay. So what I do with the show in the United States is this. I get questions from people. And even though this is my little live show where you can ask me questions, this is live right now. Wherever it streams later tonight, it won't be live. It'll be a reproduction. But what happens is people send questions. So let's see these questions. Some of them 
anyways, question number one, Gerald T. Were the Ramones an underrated? Were the Ramones underrated as a band? Hmm. Hmm. Interesting question. Let me take a, a weapon of mass destruction. Were the Ramones an underrated band? I'm not sure what you mean by that. Uh, I don't think the Ramones achieved the level of fame that they wanted to for a million one reasons. Uh, No, I believe that the Ramones, when it happened, my version is in, it's a pretty good version because I know all those dudes and I was there. When punk rock started in New York City, and the version that came out of England were for two different reasons, and it was two different things. I truly believe um, when Malcolm McLaren, who was the manager of the Sex Pistols, and had a clothing store in England, was very, was in New York, saw the New York Dolls, saw Richard Hell, saw the Ramones, took that back to England and made a band, fashion-oriented, and it got into the government, and it, and it took on a life of its own, and punk rock became what we know it is today. But the difference between the Ramones and the Sex Pistols and all that, were, were it's night and day, black and white. There's just not enough time in the day to explain why. Now, the Ramones truly believe they suffered because when they were about to break, you know, they had the image and um, they were um, hell-bent. They were hell-bent on radio success and being a rock and roll band. Um, but when the Sex Pistols started getting all this fame and they were supposed to come to New York City to do Saturday Night Live and then go on tour the next day. They couldn't get into the country because they all had criminal records and they wouldn't get visas and they didn't make the Saturday Night Live appearance. Actually, Saturday Night Live launched Elvis Costello because the Sex Pistols didn't show up. But anyways, the, the hype was so fucked, was so bad that the Ramones really suffered because of that. They couldn't get gigs because... Um, of the the notoriety of Sex Pistols, heroin, um, throwing up on stage, violence. But little does everybody know that when the Ramones went to England, all of those people, Sex Pistols, The Clash, Generation X, joined a band because of the Ramones. So were the Ramones underrated? Not at all. Musicians who say the Ramones music is easy to play are full of shit. Like I, I remember reading an interview one time about Pearl Jam and the bass player was like, yeah, when we started, we started with the Ramones because it was so easy to play. Well, no, it wasn't easy to play. That's all you could fucking play at the time. So instead of saying the Ramones were underrated and the music is easy, start off by saying that you were a shit musician and you didn't have any fucking ability to play anything else. Different, right? The Ramones, it's all the style of music seems easy. Um, if you play 
you can't really see and I'm not really going to get into position to give you a guitar lesson. But if you um, play It sounds one way, but that's the, a Green Day version, uh, up and down. The Ramones were just down. So the sound is different. So it's not so much if the Ramones were an underrated band. Commercially, it's like Iggy Pop. You know, right now the Ramones are God even though they're not here anymore. But the music, if you don't know how to play it, that's not because the Ramones' music was simple or they were underrated. It's because you don't have the fucking oomph in your balls and you ain't a fucking punk rocker. So shut the fuck up and learn how to play punk rock. Punk rock is not a technique. Punk rock is a fucking lifestyle. So if you're going to play punk rock, you don't play to be nice to the guitar. You play to fucking break this motherfucker. You play punk rock to hurt people. You know what I mean? Because if you play light, if you hit the strings light, it sounds like shit. You need to turn that fucking thing up. Like my guitar is custom. I got one pickup and I got, I don't even have it. I got a volume and the fucking volume stuck on 10. That's punk rock. So were the Ramones underrated? No. I just think the way people perceive them is wrong. There's your question. There's your answer. And that's just me. Uh, question number two. Jimmy the Lumberjack. Something, something, something. Vampiro from a fellow Greek. Dude, the other day I said I was raised a Greek Catholic, Greek Orthodox. That's my religion. I don't fucking speak Latin, and I'm not Greek, bro. I'm Ukrainian and Irish, but it's great to say hello. And I do have Latin tattooed. Akitas Averitas. If you're a Boondock Saints fan, then you know what that means. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm not Greek. Um, I like Greek food, though. Greek women are kind of hot too, so kidding. But I'm very much into Greek history. And there's if you study magic and the transition of time, um, and you look how Greek philosophy and Greek literature and Greek culture was a big part of the transition from the invasion of Egypt and Rome in the middle was Greek um, gods, philosophies, histories. There's a very important part of, of our hidden history if you study those things. So, yeah. Anyways, um, Tori X, your last episode, you discussed video games, but it seems like you are always training or teaching. What do you do for fun? I'm training, teaching, and studying. And what I do... This is what I do for fun. To me, it's fun as fuck to study. I love learning things. You know, I'm really into the ancient aliens, that TV show. I'm sure you've heard about it. That whole thing. All those dudes that are on that show, I study with them. Um, that whole lifestyle, I live it to the T. So I fucking love that. Practicing magic, I love that. Playing guitar, I fucking love that. Smoking marijuana and cooking, I love that. 
And my biggest addiction in the planet is that right there. PlayStation, I absolutely love PlayStation. I enjoy more than anything reading, and I enjoy very much watching a good documentary that I can get things from where I can go study more. So I love my life. Like I'm studying to be a chef. I'm already a chef, but I, you always got to learn. So I love cooking. I love going shopping and looking for ingredients and finding obscure things. That kind of shit, I love. I love. So I'm happy. So you say I'm always teaching. I'm always teaching. I'm always studying. I'm always, I'm always training. But I'm learning. And I'm sharing. And I'm creating. That is fucking devastating. So I'm happy. I hope that answers your question. Bobby, thoughts on the Pope's statements on couples being selfish having pets instead of kids i i believe in god i'm a freemason and i'm also um, a seeker i'm a ritual magician i experiment with the occult and i think i'm on a certain path that it gives me access to different versions of different things i would like to keep it short and say Tell the Pope to go and take care of three kids, four kids, one kid by himself, work three minimum wage jobs, try to pay bills, try to raise a family, and try, try to make sure that he has a peace of mind. Go to the orphanages and look at all the abandoned kids. Go to the borders in Latin America and look at how the parents cross and they leave their kids behind and those kids get abducted and sold at this into fucking slavery as sex toys. If the Pope can go and do that for a year with no help and raise a family by himself, teach his kids not to join gangs, teach their kids that material things aren't important and they don't have to sell drugs and fucking rob and his minimum wage job is enough. Go and tell the Pope what it's like to try to be a single woman and raise three kids. Go to the Pope and try to be a single fucking dad and have your wife sick in the hospital and try to cook lunch and, and do homework and then work two and three minimum wage jobs and raise a family. When the Pope can do that, then I believe the Pope can have an opinion. Don't hide behind a fucking book that was written on purpose to manipulate the masses. That's not religion. That's not what Jesus Christ said. You don't even know who the fuck Jesus Christ was, do you? Have you met him? I'm sure in the Vatican, in their library, we need to go back in history. The year was 520 after the death of Christ. The Roman Empire then destroyed all of the libraries in the world, confiscated all the books, all the literature, all the ancient knowledge, and manipulated the human race into what they're doing now so they can control things wasn't religion it was business so if you can do all that shit then you have an opinion if you don't and you hide behind a multi-trillion ultra fucking you're so corrupt that the vatican is its own country with its own police force and its own passport in italy you have your own laws, you have your own bank, you have your own currency. I believe that 
you need to be careful of the things you say because at these times when the world is waking up and COVID has offered the human race an opportunity to reboot and reanalyze a lot of things, those messages, especially in poorer countries like Mexico where the people are dumbed down by false prophets, the Pope, you were elected into a position that you're only going to hold for a couple of years. You don't have the right to dictate things like that. That's just my, my opinion. Uh, and if you don't like it, don't fucking ask. Um, Todd Hill, did you ever take PhD and did you think they worked? I have no fucking clue. What is PhD? I'm assuming it's a drug or a supplement. Never heard of it. Uh, no clue. Sorry, dude. Crazy paint 43. Do you wish you had become a hockey player? I was a hockey player. Do you mean, do I wish I pursued it? No, not at all. I have a fucking awesome life. Sick or not. I have an awesome life. I'm doing what I want to do my way. I'm a single dad to a beautiful young daughter who's starting her life. That wouldn't have happened if I was a hockey player. I got a lot of fans who listen to my stuff, um, follow me on the radio, and I get to create, and I get to follow my dreams. If I was a hockey player for a profession, I would never be able to do these things. So I'm quite content with the choices I've made in life. But great question, though. Thank you. A. Phillips, do you have a non-wrestling story about Scott Hall? Yeah, of course I do. Um, the last time I really interacted with Scott Hall was in New York City. We were doing a TV show together. And there were some things that happened to me in WCW. Um, and basically, Scott Hall said, look, when you were there, we were told one thing about you. We believed somebody over the reality. And, and we saw that that person who buried you and Unfortunately, we, we, we fucked with you because of that person's influence. But once we saw that that person was full of shit and that you're cool, we just, we, him and uh, Kevin Nash apologized in their own way. And it was a great thing for me. And I'll always got mad love for Scott Hall because of that. And um, I don't need to talk about his personal stuff because that's his stuff. And I'm just grateful that I can call him a friend. What is my favorite movie? I believe it's easier to say I don't really have a favorite movie. I really enjoy a good documentary about ancient history. I love, I love seeing things about ancient Egypt, ancient religions. Uh, that kind of stuff really moves me. Uh, movies, I, I like Jason Bourne. I like the James Bond stuff. Um, but I really haven't been watching a lot of movies because I'm not really into supporting... Uh, something that's not going to give me information that I need to be a better version of myself. So I've kind of stopped watching movies. I'm a big South Park fan. Uh, but other than that, that's it. Um, what about, are you interested in what goes on in the mind of serial killers? If so, thoughts on the Iceman or the Son of Sam? There was absolute way I'm interested in what goes on in their minds because who the fuck am I 
why would I put myself, because I started becoming spiritual into as a ritual magician, why go into somebody's personal business that can only give me scar tissue? Am I interested in the scenarios surrounding something like the son of Sam? You better believe it. And I'll get to that in a minute. But going into the mind as a fucking gossip hound, as watching somebody who got sexual gratification gratification on killing somebody, that doesn't interest me at all. Um, I, I don't want that in my life. That just gives me more. I, being a guy who has mental health issues, that'll freak me the fuck out. I don't want to. I don't want to know about that shit. You know what I mean? Uh, so no, I don't give a fuck. But the son of Sam is such a deep story. If you know the backstory in the satanic cults that are involved, the pedophilia, the crime behind it, um, they're basically. If you really know the obscure story behind Son of Sam, there were drugs involved, very high, high placed, high Jeffrey Epstein type stuff. Uh, drugs were involved, guns were involved, human sacrifice was involved satanic rituals were involved but not satanic rituals um dark magic rituals were involved how real was it i don't know i wasn't there was it used as a disguise or a manipulation tool probably but the murders were actually committed by more than one person and it was sexual gratification and it was done because there was a group of people at the time there is an underground that's why all these freaks and fucked up people watch young kids getting raped on video and they get off on that. Same thing. Snuff films were very popular. You know, watching somebody die or watching a murder being committed. Um, that's what the son of Sam really was. Behind the story of one guy, David Berkowitz, uh, saying he heard voices and all that kind of stuff. Were there fucked up things that happened? Yeah, for sure. Were there more than one person involved? 100%. Um, was there a cult involved? Most definitely. Are some of those people still out there committing crimes? 100%. Do I want to say any more about it? Absolutely not. Do I know things? Some things, yeah, for sure. Uh, is it fucked up? Big time. Um, is it real? More than you know. More than you know. But to finish that question, do I give a fuck what goes on in a serial killer's mind? No, not at all. Not at all. No. Um, number 10, Kevin O. Do you believe I was written by aliens? Oh, man. <laughs> My brother. I don't know. This is why I said at the beginning, I don't know if I'm going to continue to do this. Because I don't know if that's a serious question. Or somebody's making fun of me. Or... Or what the fuck? Uh, absolutely fucking not. Do you did you even look into the history of who wrote the Bible? Uh, no, the, the Bible was written by politicians. Um, there's four gospels in the Bible that in the King James Bible. When you go to church, you know Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But there was over nine hundred gospels, and some of them were written by women. Uh, one of the most important ones was by Mary Magdalene. They're not included in the 
version of the Bible that's used to brainwash us right now. Um, if you study the Dead Sea Scrolls, if you look back at the Gnostic Bibles, if you look back at the Gospel of Thomas, do some research. Go to the go find the Gospel of Thomas. It'll the the reason I ask you to research that book is because that book was a first person's account. The Bhagavad you know, the 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 Hindu Bibles, the older version of things. Our teachings, my teachings, my things that I found in studies is those older books were first person accounts, witnesses writing things down as they saw them, or in the Gnostic Bible, Jesus Christ dictating to somebody who was writing, not something that was written hundreds of years after the movement, after people have died, where there is no record. Things were interpreted by a group of politicians debated on and universally decided and written into a language that was used to manipulate the masses. You need to know because there really was no internet. There was no Google. There was no libraries. They were all destroyed by the Catholic Church. It is what it is. Am I, am I wrong? Absolutely not. Do I care if you disagree with me? Even less. My point is, depending on a region of Greece, of Ethiopia, of Iraq, of Iran, of Baghdad, of Russia, it depends on the timeline, the local dialect at that time. If you translate a certain word, which goes back to something I was talking about earlier, if you translate a certain word um, into your culture's language, you lose the meaning. You have something similar, but the meaning doesn't come across as the way it's supposed to be originally intended. So the version of whatever was dictated by Jesus Christ, the, 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 the image that we have in the Gnostic Bible during his lifetime, you got to remember Jesus Christ disappeared when he was 13 years old till he was 33, right? Where the fuck did he go? Well, he was in Egypt studying these ancient things that were brought to us by advanced civilizations. So his philosophies and his things were way ahead of time. Jesus of Nazareth. Nazareth was not a city. It's not a physical place. Nazareth is a title. Nazareth means teacher or to transfer knowledge. Read the Gospel of Thomas. So... I have this book in Spanish. It's Symbols and Signs, an illustrated guide to the origins and meanings of ancient symbols. So whatever version you have of something like this or something like that, um, it's because it was dictated to you by people who decided what those symbols meant and what they should mean to you today. If you really knew what all of this meant side by side, this is a language. This symbol means 
a scenario. It describes an event. It describes a time. It describes a region. It describes a culture. So if you put three or four of these symbols which universally have such a deep meaning, you tell a story. But because of organized religion, destroying all this and separating the symbols and giving a symbol to Egypt, a single a symbol to Turkey, a symbol to Istanbul, um, the language built around that over years and over time, because there was nobody to write it down, got lost in translation. So did aliens write the Bible? No, my friend. Power-hungry people learn how to manipulate you and me in a very effective way. Now, um, with all the access to occult, hidden information, my only suggestion to you is um, listen to somebody like me. Look who influences me and continue to study because the information is out there. It's free and it belongs to all of us. So you cannot look at ancient Egypt and believe anything that you were taught or you think you know. If you study and you realize what you see is 5% of what was in Egypt, what's been lost, destroyed, or buried under the sands, the information that was destroyed by the Roman Empire in the year 528, and all of that original texts, original translations are hidden in the Vatican's secret library. And it's not underneath the Vatican, if you think for a fucking second, that they're going to put the, 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 the language. And I don't mean language. I don't mean symbols or words. The mathematical, ancient, advanced geometry that is a star map that will open portals to go and come and have contact with the people who put us here. That's a whole other fucking thing. So when you talk about stuff like that and you ask me, was the Bible written by aliens? And I kind of just told you how deep this goes. You can either say I'm crazy I, or I don't know what I'm talking about. Or I can look at you and say, it's a shame that you're too lazy and stupid to research and understand that we've been lied to for centuries and the information is there. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of my answer to those questions. Um, probably not going to make any friends, and that's cool. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here just to be who I am. Uh, I really appreciate it, though. Thank you. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, I would like to keep going. Let's just see how this grows. Everybody else who's following me on the radio station and everybody who pays attention to what I'm doing and is part of the growth, thank you. I'm not going to fail you. I'm not going to let you down. Things are growing very quickly. It's all awesome, and I appreciate your time. Every one of you, you mean everything to me. The OGs, you know who you are, and I'm very grateful that you're here with me. Please enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and have an amazing day. Stay healthy, be safe, and uh, get ready for the cooking stuff. I finally got it, and we'll talk soon. Have a great day.